What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a certified alcohol-free coach, success coach, mindset coach, and NLP practitioner. Please welcome Marcy Rossi. Marcy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I love, there's been more and more conversations around being alcohol free. And I want to get into like what you do as far as being a coach for people. But I want to first kind of understand the reason why you started doing this kind of coaching, because there's already the story. There is. And if you had asked me two years ago, I would have thought this was absolutely ridiculous. Like I was convinced that I loved alcohol. It was in everything that I did, any activities that we do. We had a drinking like Alcohol, the only people that didn't drink were people that had problems or that were just, you know, somehow different. Like, of course you drink when you go to baby showers and parties and super, you know, everything is is alcohol related. So I imagined a life without alcohol was a, a depri- like deprivation. So that didn't appeal to me. But at the same time, I recognized that I was starting to have a problem. So um, health is a real big value of mine and I love to read. And so at one point I heard about dry January, about four, five years back. And I thought, let me just try this because it's going to, I'm going to be glowing skin and lose 30 pounds. And so I tried dry January and I ended up drinking three times in that month. But, you know, one time it was a really hard day at work and another time it was someone's birthday. So like those didn't count. And I did it a couple more times year after year. And it only once was I able to go all 31 days without drinking. And I was completely miserable. I was thinking about alcohol every single day for those 31 days planning, you know, when I'm going to have my drink on February 1st. And so this to me said, I have a problem. So at this stage, I know I have a problem, but I'm not ready to deal with it, right? I have just said, like, it is everything that I do. If we go to celebrate, if I'm sad, if I'm bored, if I'm fill in the blank here, alcohol is what I turn to. So knowing I had a problem and being ready to deal with it, there was a a bit of a time gap in there. When I finally did, I knew I was not going to go to rehab. I wouldn't say my problem was that bad. Um, you know, I could hold down a job. I wasn't getting arrested. Yeah. My relationships were fine. So I didn't need to be locked up for 30 days. And I didn't have $50,000 anyway. Um, yeah, right. I also didn't want to go to AA, right? It didn't appeal to me. It appeals to a lot of people, but I'm not a religious person. I don't like the word alcoholic. I have very strong feelings about that and we can dive into it. But um, I was never going to call myself an alcoholic. I was just struggling at this point in my life. So I ended up finding a coaching program, something I didn't even realize existed in this sphere. I thought you only had those other two options. And it was transformational for me. So I, by three months in, was like, I don't ever want to do this again. And I want to help people to never want to do this again. Right. So it was just like mind blowing to me that this was a possibility that life could actually be better without alcohol, not actually sadder. And so I wanted to bring that same kind of transformation to other people. So I went and started getting certified and sort of rack up the certifications. And that's what I do now. Yeah. You know, and I know I remember at our intro call that we were talking a little bit about like how drinking is so romanticized. Yeah. And so I just did dry January and I know I think we talked to it in January and right. um, I come from a family of drink drinkers. My father was an alcoholic. My mom's family, like party, every family party was just like, oh, drinks, 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 fun. Me and my cousins, when we turned 21, doing shots of tequila, drinking the whole bottle. And so like I've always drank alcohol i mean i've had i've been on drugs too but that's for another another <laughs> lifetime um but it's so romanticized and i love on your on your website and your about page and how you talk about like being bored or having a bad day at work yep. or you know someone's celebration like you mentioned like 
there's always a reason to say, oh, I'm going to have a couple of drinks. Yep. Yeah. And alcohol industry spends a lot of ma- a lot of money to make sure you know all those reasons. Right. They can't yeah. hard to separate. Try to go watch the Super Bowl without beer. You know, 325 gallons of beer are consumed on that one weekend or day. You know, it's those two things go hand in hand. A romantic dinner requires wine. Are you gonna you're gonna go to an Italian restaurant and not order wine? Like there's so many things where they partner, even places they shouldn't be, you know, drinking at baby showers. You've got the person of honor can't drink and everybody around her is drinking, right? It's nuts. But yeah, they make they spend a lot of money making sure that you realize that alcohol is the solution to whatever the problem is that you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the dry January for me was actually pretty fine. I was like, okay, this is great. I had maybe thought about a couple of times on a bad day, like, oh, it would be nice just to kind of unwind and relax because that's something that we are used to. Like, oh, I have a glass of wine to relax. But other than that, I was, I was, I was good. Why is it important for people to acknowledge what kind of relationship they have with alcohol? So I, again, I didn't really think I had a problem until I had a problem. And I think this is where the word alcoholic can cause a lot of issues. So to me, I was not an alcoholic. If you ask me to define alcoholic, that's the person on the side of the road, drinking out of a paper bag, couldn't hold down a job, lost their homes. Like it was a very um, rock bottom position that I pictured when you said alcoholic. But that wasn't me. Like my job was fine. Work was fine. Like, yes, I drank just about every night. And, you know, sometimes I hid it from people because I was a little embarrassed about how much I was drinking. But everything else was handled. So I was not that person. The other issue with alcoholic is, you know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. You know, they talk right. about at A, they talk about no, being people. in recovery. Yeah. And you can't remove it. You know, even yeah. if you go 20 years without drinking, you're an alcoholic. You had, your last drink was 20 years ago. But I, I think the behavior has changed there. And, and to compare that to the person who's currently struggling and can't say no, I don't think that's an even comparison. So when you have these words that are so charged, yeah. you don't want to look at it. So I wasn't going to say, I didn't ask myself, you know, am I drinking a little bit more than I want to be? It was, am I reaching that level of alcoholic? And if I could say, no, I'm not an alcoholic, then it's not a problem. It's an either or situation. Instead, I could be asking myself, is this helping me? Like, do I like spending Sunday mornings on the couch hungover? Do I no. like that my skin is so dry? Do I like you know, turning, I started turning red eventually, you know, with alcohol when I would drink it, it would just be embarrassing that I would start to flush because then it looked like I couldn't handle it. Right. Um, I didn't ask those questions because as long as I wasn't on this side of the spectrum, everything else for me is fine. And I think that's where the the word alcohol can be really dangerous. Yeah, for sure. I actually spoke to someone who started a, um, almost like a telehealth service for people with alcohol use abuse issues. Yeah. And it's where people that don't want to stop drinking all the way, but maybe they need help on monitoring their intake, right? Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting that the words he used, alcohol use abuse, because yet that word alcoholic is very damaging. That's a label that I don't think anyone wants to to have on them for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, they it, if you're an alcoholic, what you have is the disease of alcoholism, right? Is where they're going. Yeah. But that's that's not a disease. <laughs> there is no right. definition of alcoholism, right? The medical community says alcohol use disorder or alcohol use abuse. And that's where it's a spectrum. It's not a yes or no. Are you an alcoholic? It's it's how far are your behaviors kind of going out of control? And I think if if you looked at it, it would be a little scary because on that mild end, you just have to say yes to two questions. And one of those questions is, have you ever, uh, in the last year, um, ended up drinking more than you intended? And I'm sure a lot of us could say yes to that yeah, one. Sure. 
And are you drinking now more than you used to to get the same effect? And that's exactly how tolerance works, right? So just okay. those two questions, you could already, you're already in the alcohol use disorder spectrum. You're at the mild end. So any more than that, you're, you're kind of moving up. So I think having something like this where there's a spectrum gets us to start questioning those behaviors early on where we're not necessarily drinking all day, but you know, maybe we are drinking more than we set out. So what is, why do we keep drinking? If we say we're only going to have two tonight, why do we grab that third and then start kind of yeah. digging that behavior? Yeah, no, I love that. Now, how does all your other things, success coach, mindset coach, and NLP practitioner come into play when you're working with your clients? So alcohol is a, the symptom to me, right? People that come to me that recognize that alcohol is a problem is because they're using it to generally self-medicate. They're using it to to feel better. And the root of that generally, for most people that I coach are women, and the common refrain is that like, I'm not enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not enough in some form. And so when we remove that, the world opens up. When I don't have to use alcohol to feel uh, more sociable, to be able to handle my children, to be able to feel confident, to feel X, Y, Z, when I actually am all of those things, the world opens up and you can start doing other things. And so that's when we move into... Um, more of the success, the success coaching and um, NLP practitioner, where you're starting to see instead of comparing yourself, you're like, wow, she can do it. So heck yeah, I can do it too. Right. You know, and, and that's where it kind of comes. So really alcohol is just a tiny part of it. And then the whole world opens up and you can kind of, there's really no stopping you once you remove something that you've had limiting you, you know, there's that big limiting beliefs tied in alcohol where you, you drink it because life isn't fun without it because things are boring without it. You're telling yourself you're boring without it. You're not fun without it. And that's just not true. No, it's not true. I think, yeah, there, there's a lot of other reasons there. So at what point does someone come to work with you? Where do they want to completely stop drinking alcohol or they just want to get a handle on where they are with their relationship with alcohol? Do you want to know the secret? So they'll come to me. They'll come to me. Well, first of all, you can never, this is a question I've gotten to is how do you get someone to admit that they need help? That's not going to happen. So you cannot right. force someone to recognize that they need help. And I'm not going to work with anybody that is not at the point where they're dedicated to change because I can't do the change for you. You right. have to do the work. I can help you, but I can't do it. So when they come to me recognizing that there's time to be a change, most times the thought is I want to be able to control my drinking. I want to be able to moderate. I want to just have one. And that's fine. And I can get you there. But the issue is that's actually harder than quitting because when you're moderating, you have to have some rules. Okay. If I'm only going to have one, I have a rule where I'm only going to have one. And the more you learn about alcohol, which is that mindset coach coming in, the less you want it. Like if you learn, which I had no idea, alcohol is a carcinogen, a group one carcinogen. Okay. So is tobacco, asbestos, and radiation. Those are all at the same level. Do you think about alcohol being a carcinogen or do you just think about like liver disease, right? That's what happens is if you drink too much, you hurt your liver, but it is a group one carcinogen. So that was mind blowing to me. And it was labeled that 35 years ago. Holy cow, they never (laughs) talk about that. They never talk. And then they'll put pink ribbons on their their wine bottles selling it. And these are for sure tied to alcohol. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So learning these things are like, oh, do I want that? Like, is that in line with my values? As someone who values health and is doing something that I know is increasing my risk for cancer, is that is that in alignment? And if I start to experience, you know, socializing or having fun without alcohol, then do I even really need it? So you kind of remove any of the desire there with the mindset coaching. So yeah, you could, you could moderate if you want to, but I just don't think you're going to want to when you really look yeah. at it. Oh, hi. It's your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. 
I'm here to share an exciting opportunity with you. I've recently partnered with SecureVPN.io. They specialize in protecting your online activity, such as transactions, your online searches, your privacy protection, and it protects you from any data leakage from hackers out there that have access to your information. So please click the link in bio and take advantage of the special opportunity with SecureVPN.io. Again, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. What are some of the benefits? I mean, you kind of already talked about some of them, but what are some of the benefits when someone's completely just stops drinking altogether? They finally get to a point where they're comfortable with themselves in social situations. They don't need to turn to it to unwind. And they, when they're bored, they, you know, it's not something that fills up their, their, their pastime, whatever. Mm -hmm. What are the benefits of someone when they completely stop drinking alcohol? I'm going to use myself for this example. I started a business and I had never thought that I could be an entrepreneur. I wasn't creative enough. You know, I didn't have these brilliant ideas that people did. So I wanted to run a company. That was always going to be my goal, but it had to be something someone else started and I just kind of snuck in. And when I, when I kind of removed alcohol, I realized I was so much stronger than I ever gave myself credit for. You know, there are so much more capable. And I'm going to tell you, when you stop drinking, your time expands, right? So I can't tell you how many hours I sat on the couch, you know, drinking and watching Grey's Anatomy. And now it's like, this, those shows just aren't as interesting without a glass of wine there. So I'm going to do something else. And so all of those hours that you've wasted where the activity was sitting at a bar and drinking, you now have that time to start crushing your goals. Yeah. So that's the big thing. I think a lot of people talk about um, the physical benefits, right? You're sleeping better. You could lose weight potentially, although sugar addiction tends to follow the alcohol drinking. Um, yeah, that was a big one for me. And that's why I quit sugar too. But if you can quit one thing, you can quit other things. For sure. uh, your skin will improve. You know, those the, talk about all of the the physical benefits. But for me, it was the mental. It was recognizing I don't need this to feel good in my own skin. Like I am enough and I can do things. I can accomplish my goals and start knocking them out. So I think that's the real benefit there. For sure. I would never want to sit at the bar and drink because I got way too many goals. Like that's not, <laughs> not something that sounds like fun to me. Like I know people here in my social circle that that's all they do is they go out and drink. I, I can't go just because that just does not sound fun to me. You know, no. I'd, rather, I'd rather be working on my podcast, be reading a book, going to the gym, you know, something that is beneficial for me. Yeah, for sure. You do have, aside from yourself, but like a success story from one of your clients that came to you, what they're going through and how, what it looked like for them on the other side. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be similar along the same lines where there was a, a woman that I was coaching who, again, just kind of, um, her, she was a mother and there's a lot of, um, a, a lot of mommy wine culture, right? So we're yeah. present all this, this is mommy's juice. And, you know, that's also something coming from the alcohol industry. It's not your clever best friend coming up with this. This is a targeted yeah. marketing campaign because the alcohol industry realized we're missing out on about half of the people out there when we only target men. So you're telling women that you need alcohol to cope, which is also kind of communicating to kids that mommy needs alcohol to deal with you. So that's a whole yeah. nother issue there that's coming through. But that was some of the the guilt that's there is drink. You, you know, you feel guilty because you're drinking, you're missing time with your kids. And you're also drinking because you feel like there's something missing. So kind of removing that enables you to feel like the good mom that you already are. Like you don't become a better mom. You're not a different person, but you're able to be present. And I don't know of any thing that you can do better for your kids than be present. They don't need fancy toys. They don't need private school. They need attention, right? And so by removing that one thing, 
you were able to be there to listen to to really focus on them and that was just something that just completely lit her up that was you know just again yeah. trying to get three under control but realizing like damn i am a really good mom i don't need this to to be with my kids and it's just actually and hinder it's actually hindering that oh yeah for sure and then just the example you're creating a cycle there right yes so but if, if you are a mother with your child i mean because it's, it's true in my family you yeah. know your yeah. mother, so my, I see my mom drink when I'm little. As I grow, get older, mom, mommy and daddy, they're always having fun with their friends drinking. Then you think, you know that, oh, it's okay to drink. So then you yep. you start developing your own relationship, your own potential future relationship with alcohol because you've had this example. And it just keeps going and going and going, right? And so when does it stop? That's the thing. It's That's your example, right? It's, you know, that's what adults do. I drink my juice now when I'm a kid, but when I'm an adult, then I get to drink. And that makes me feel mature. I just can't wait to yeah. be an adult so I can be like, be like them. Right. And so, yeah, the, there is a lot of cycle. That's why you often see, I, again, I don't use the word alcoholic, but that's a word that's, you know, just to use a word we all are familiar yeah. with. You see it tend to go through families, right? So parents are alcoholics yeah. and either the kid goes one of two ways, follows in there or goes the completely opposite direction and says, I'm never going to touch it. That's not as common because when they do this, there's also all of the media and all of society telling you, but normal people drink. So don't you want to just yeah. have one? Just have one. Just have one. Yeah. It's fine. Right. So. Well, let's kind of adjust that really quick and then we'll, we'll start wrapping things up. What is a good response? So if someone's listening to this, OK, well, they're listening to this, they need help. We're going to tell them to go reach out to you. But if they're listening to this and they haven't been drinking, but they're constantly hearing that from people when they are getting social situations like, oh, it's fine to have a drink. What is a great response to that? Well, I'm a little snarky. So I, my response would be something along the lines of, well, why do you need to drink? Like, what is it doing for you? Because that question is never, ever, ever about you. It's always about them. I mean, we're right. all we're all selfish individuals. That's how you survive is by focusing on number one first. And I mean, that's how the species propagates, right? So um, if they're asking, well, just have one, it's because they want to be comfortable with their own drinking. Yeah. Their wife, you can't have it and you don't need it why do I need it? And that's not a question most people are comfortable with. So, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can respond if you're not as comfortable of, you know, kind of shining the spotlight on other people. You can, you know, just say, you, you can lie always. You can say, I'm on antibiotics. I'm taking a little break. I have a busy morning. You can give whatever excuse. You can say whatever makes you feel comfortable. But the moral of the story, and to, something to remember is it is not about you. The fact that they're questioning why you're not drinking means they're worried about their own drinking and they need you to join so that they don't have to look at themselves. And that's just not that's just not your responsibility. You, yeah. You're not responsible for making other people feel good with their choices. You need to feel good with your choice. And so having that one, remembering, okay, if I make this less awkward by having one, I'm not being true to myself and what I really want and keeping that in the forefront because that person's looking after themselves. You've got to look after you. No one is going to look after you like you are. Yeah. And I can just say, I felt great in January, like clear-headed, Definitely no hangovers, waking up, feeling like crap, you know, and just like, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm type A. I typically get a lot of stuff done anyways, but yeah. it was just nice not to have any hangovers whatsoever or, and just being so clear and not having that need, right? That was yeah. a great thing. That was a great thing for me to experience personally. Like I didn't need, I'd go out. I went out to, to the bar with my, my husband with some girlfriend, his friend. And they were all drinking and I was totally fine. I was dancing. Like, yeah. I, I had a blast. I still yeah. had much fun. Anyway, And then you remembered it the next day, right? <laughs> so all those memories weren't drunk. You can actually remember having fun. It's not just the, I think I had fun because I don't remember it. Like, you actually, you can remember yeah. your friend up there singing karaoke and just making a fool of ourselves. You know, it's it's so yeah. much better. So much better. It is. 
It is so much better. Uh, where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more about working with you? The best place is going to be my website. It's my name, marcyrossi.com. Um, it has links to my socials on there as well. Um, I'm mainly on Instagram. That's where I kind of post daily tips and advice um, there. But yeah, that's going to be my the best place to look. And on my website, I will say that um, we didn't we didn't touch on this yet, but I have a guide on there to it's um, five things to do before you five things to do before you quit drinking. And one of them that I do want to kind of emphasize because I think it's a little important is the first one there. So I'll give you the first one for free there. It's um, it's to talk to your doctor. And the reason I say this is there are there's a very small percentage of people that are physically addicted to alcohol where, you know, we might feel the the withdrawal effects the morning after when we're a little nauseated or we have hangovers. Yeah. But alcohol is one of the few drugs in the world where withdrawals can actually kill you. Oh, so wow. if you have any concern that you might be on this edge and so few people are at this edge, it is like 10 percent of the heaviest drinkers that are there. If there's any doubt in your mind, it would I would be remiss not to mention it, it can be dangerous to just quit cold turkey and stop if yeah. you're on that kind of heavier aspect. So if you're worried at all, I would suggest talking to your doctor before you make any changes. But then other than that, it's really about it's really about the mindset work to make that lasting change. I love that. That was a great piece of information. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because I didn't have no idea. You guys will put those links in the show notes. So if you connected with Marcy's story and what she does and you are looking to explore your relationship with drinking and making that better, go ahead and click the links, go follow her on social and at least start a conversation. Marcy, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? What I'm going to leave with you is what stuck with me most in those three months of coaching that I did. And that's that you can do hard things. You know, we drink because we think we can't. I can't handle that emotion. I can't deal with this stress. I can't deal with anxiety. I can't. Yeah. You, you can, you so can. You're giving alcohol the power so that you don't have to deal with something, but I promise you you're stronger than you ever gave yourself credit for. And you'll really see that when you quit drinking because then nothing is impossible after that. Yeah, no, no, I, I can I can attest to it because I did it in January and it was totally fine. Let me tell you, it was great. Well, Marcy, thank you for the work that you've done for yourself and now the work that you're doing for others and kind of breaking that stigma around alcohol that we have to have it and to to do all things social because it's not it is not the case and or just as a coping mechanism because that we that is not necessary so thank you very much we appreciate you Ashley thanks so much for having me you're welcome you guys this is your host Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast to live your best life you must live label free as always don't forget to subscribe follow rate review comment share all those good things and I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests